Can I make a point about this show really quick? Just sure. Ruben texted me about it, bro. So, uh, rain. September, yeah, yeah. September rain. <laughs> September. Rain. I'm sorry. That was. <laughs> That is it's very inappropriate. <laughs> so, oh my god! Well, I don't even know why that shit came to me so fast. Like you know why? I know. What do you mean? <laughs> you know exactly why? It's crazy, Matt. You have no idea what I just said, do you? No. Thank you. I got ice in my veins. Walk like a champion, champion, champion. I'm so cold blooded. I fear nobody. Ain't no letting down. I won't let you down. Cause I got ice in my veins. What's up, everybody? This is episode 208 of the Saratobi Sports Podcast, coming to you live from beautiful Baldwin, New York, here at Regrown Recording Studios. Bring you in, as always, your lovable host, just stuck in traffic, just on his damn phone, just in transition, but most importantly, just a friend, JT. What is up, everybody? <laughs> and to my right... A man that needs some introduction. The Guyanese god himself, Dijon Mustard, Celine Dijon. <sighs> Young Mutu, everybody. Young Mutu? Oh, shit. John Mutu. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a new one. <laughs> you were once a Young Mutu. <laughs> Not once being Young Mutu. Hey, Saturday was a January 20th. You know where to find me. Outside the bank, big truss, woo woo, here to rewrite the wrongs of 2019. CJ Shroud, I hate it had to be you. Is that it? Yeah, there's just no third person to follow up. That's true. There really you is. Might, you're usually intro, you know, Miles after once I finish talking. But, that yeah. is that that is true, but unfortunately, Miles is uh, not with us. Yeah, good thing there's not a third person here. <laughs> Damn it, Matt! We have to. <laughs> let me get to you. Facts, man. I'm in the room. <laughs> I mean, unless I'm you plan here. on reacting to, to to my statements. I'm not here. <laughs> I'm not here. Oh, you didn't hear anything. You're white as a ghost, Matthew. You're haunting this house. You didn't hear anything, bub. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, as you can hear, Mr. Worldwide West is not here. As he uh, R.I.P. He not dead. He just not here right now. Basically. He's frozen in ice like Avatar. <laughs> Basically. The one the world needed him most. He vanished. Oh, boy. What area the world needed him most? Because the Giants are out. The Knicks well, the Knicks are solid. Knicks, Knicks are solid are right low. now. I mean, I know they it's lost. Yankee season. Uh, yeah. Uh, don't worry. He'll, he'll be back. The than... hose, when the hose needed him the most. Look, spring's, spring is only two, three months away. <laughs> three months away. He's in the, he's in the cryo chamber. <laughs> he's the opposite of uh, Mariah Carey. Cap of cryo right now. Just... Not the cap of cryo. <laughs> And to my far, far right, so far right, he is in the other room. The Saratobi Salman himself. The voice from beyond the great beyond. Greg Posovich. Matt Barber, everybody. Yo. Maybe one day you'll you'll correct the, the pasta bitch. Nah, I actually did it last week. No. It was it was subtle. It was subtle. It's okay, you can't hear it because of my accent, but it was subtle. Here you go. Dude, uh, you want to? Your accent is Marcus Williams. That's your accent. <laughs> you guys want to buy a big steel building? Uh, Honestly, maybe. Potentially. New, new studio? What's the square footage? Look at that. They what, have so many different ones. What if we just make it like, um, like a creator house, but for us? Check it out. Look at this. 50-year warranty. Matt, you could definitely build a studio there. You just got to soundproof it. Easy. Or else when it rains, you'll never be able to work. 
<laughs> Ooh, that's true. But I mean, listen. Look how easy that is. We I've seen that. not for nothing. I've seen some pretty fire warehouse houses. That's an afternoon with the boys. Facts. Oh, an a couple afternoon. of beers. Yeah. Oh, so basically, Matt's gonna turn this thing into a half brewery, half recording studio. It's just gonna no, be no, crazy. half no. coffee shop, half coffee shop, the one third coffee shop, one third brewery, one half third barber. <laughs> barber. We're basically just gonna make. We're gonna turn it into a strip mall, <laughs> just for us, <laughs> just for us. Hey man, yeah, I've seen I've seen some cool studio like some warehouse houses like that. It's just mad work, and usually in the middle of nowhere, you can buy mad land for cheap as fuck. Good thing we live on Long Island. Facts, bro. I saw um one of our friends' Instagram stories. Matt knows who it is, but I'm not saying anyone. But um, we posted an Instagram story because our blocks been flooding. Mm. Um, where a dude in his kayak was just kayaking down the street. Legendary. And it's just like, oh man, you know. You're gonna pay for all that land that you can't use whenever it rains. Same. You can use it. You just gotta use it in a different way. Yeah, that's true. You no, know, you're absolutely Think right. Think outside the box. You're absolutely right. <laughs> oh my Matt, goodness. Then all the times it has flooded near your home, right? And in my home. Yes. <laughs> has there ever been wildlife in the floods in in or around your home? I mean, there probably was during Hurricane Sandy. I just didn't. Yeah, see probably. It. But I was just wondering, like. Imagine pulling up, and there's just mad flounder on your carpet. Just mad flounder. Just mad flounder. Don't gotta worry about on dinner. your carpet. What if I'm sitting Sounds out like there? Sounds like a business. <laughs> mad flounder. Mad flounder. That's the name of the warehouse. The name of the warehouse is gonna be Mad Flounder. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Matt Flounder of Mad Flounders. <laughs> the founder of Matt Flounders. Founders. <laughs> the flounder of Matt Founders. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be hosting the Kappa's Founders Day. <laughs> Founders Day. Bro, that... Founders Day! Because <laughs> we right, found it's it. It's now gotten to a point where I don't believe flounder is a word. <laughs> Matt, did you watch Ted Lasso? No. Fuck, man! <laughs> that was like one of the first jokes. I also don't... I don't remember that joke. It's where you okay. say a word too many times. It doesn't sound like a real word anymore. It just sounds like a sound. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I... What's funny about that is every time I see uh, Wolverhampton, mm. I always just think of him saying the Wandering Wolves. <laughs> I can't not help it. Like, of all the Premier League teams that they say and mention in the show, the mm. only one that ever sticks out to me is the Wandering Wolves. Wandering Wolves. Oh, so God. every time I we're on, the, we're on the Premier League broadcast and we have them, I'm like, oh, Wandering Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> there they go. <laughs> just wandering. And then the, the, what was the group called again? Diamond Dogs? Yeah. Diamond Dogs. <laughs> You know what dogs are not happy, John? Those dogs up in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. The dog pound is not happy because they saw their team get absolutely mollywopped on national television in the wild card round against CJ Stroud. The Stroud boys, I told y'all last week, the Stroud boys are taking over. And yes, they did. Oh my God, CJ Stroud couldn't have played a better game Dude. in his playoff debut as a rookie. 16 to 21, 274, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a pass QB rating of 157.2. I mean, honestly, again, you could not have played a better game than what CJ Stroud did. Just that offense was clicking from the moment from from the opening whistle. That offense was was mm -hmm. in a groove and you know what? This the Cinderella story continues. One Cinderella story continues, one ends. And we said, you know, Flacco's the clock had to strike midnight sometime. Mm -hmm. We 
It was either going to be here or it was going to be at the bank. But you know what? Shout out to uh, shout out to Flacco for the, the last the five weeks. The over cashed. Texans plus four cashed. I should just take. I should just hammered that money line. I was so confident in it. But uh, yeah, I mean, what do you take from 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 this game? The Texans now having to go to uh, Baltimore. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But what did you see from the Texans that really like stood out to you? Um, I think that for me, the biggest question mark was going to be um, the defense. I think that C.J. Stroud um, just was out here doing exactly what to me he's shown all season. To me, like what he showed coming out of college. I didn't like the way people were sort of talking about him. I remember during um the playoff game, Pat McAfee was trying to be like, Jim Irsay, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why why would you not draft this guy if you're, you're saying all these things, right? Mm-hmm. Um I thought he was gonna be the goods. He absolutely is the goods. Like it he really put it on for display. They they played a reason. My thing is uh the defense is also super young, right? Like that's the thing. The offense, CJ is young. Everyone, he's got veterans all around him, right? Tunsil's been a great left tackle since so he got drafted. The issue when I feel like they have some of the struggles was because the line was so banged up, right? Um, but he's got veterans pretty much everywhere, everywhere else, and they, they they came through, and he just played a great fucking game. Like, anytime you have a player that, like, does not turn the ball over the way CJ Shadow turns the ball over, like, you got... Honestly, you got, you got a shot against anyone, right? Like, he... What I think he had the highest, like or the, one of the top three highest touchdown into ratios, like um, ever for a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely crushing, and everything was on display this past game. Um, I just, I love to see it. I hate that he's an AFC quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's my thing, just because you know, it, it just means playoff battles, which is fine. But it'd be so much cooler to like play him in a Super Bowl and shit like that. Yeah, uh, but. Man, hats off to the Texans. They did their damn thing. D'Amico Ryan's got them boys balling for real, for real. But uh, true, cl- true colors of the Browns came out, man. Joe Flacco, uh, as Miles would say, regressed to the mean. But to me, it was just uh, them old yeller days. That's all it was. Like a dog, ready to go. Had that burst of energy and uh, couldn't close it out, man. I had the Browns winning. I really did. I had. I was hoping that we met them in divisional round and that, that's what it was going to be. And um, I honestly think that uh, coming off a season the way this goes, I think that having a young team like that either get to the playoffs and losing makes them that much better going forward. I think it's always a, a double-edged sword if they make it too far in the playoffs and you get fans like the Bengals fans talking about, oh man, it's not really the playoffs. The Bengals yeah, are that the playoffs. Yeah, that was weird. Like, so you guys have made it twice in the yeah, last like eight years. Literally, like relax. Don't act like all of the Patriots. But um, it, it, it's there or you get them going oh shit, this is what it's really like. Mm-hmm. And then now we know to prepare for it. And now we know what to do going forward and all those things. And that's sort of what, what I was I was expecting to happen. Um, but, you know, the Steelers, I mean, the, the Browns were a beatable team. Um, I also just, I think they, they did, just didn't play. Like it was a playoff game, like straight up. Like, I don't think it was a, oh man, like these two teams played really well and one better team came out. I think one played like ass and one played absolutely amazing. I uh, felt like an NBA game, honestly. National Blowout Association on that. Between that one, um, the what was it? Oh, the game. Well, yeah, between I mean, every one the, the first Cowboys three, game, the first three playoff games were yeah. all uh, blowouts. Mm-hmm. You know, you had the Texans game, the Chiefs game, and then the Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, we called the Texans and the Chiefs. 
We we oh not a blowout, not a blowout. I'm sorry. We called the Chiefs. Um, yeah, but I was that that one that one didn't surprise me as much, um, given the circumstances yeah. of the weather and who was playing in it. The Texans mm-hmm. one definitely like if you just look at the box score, you're like, oh my god, they ransacked him. I would say like Joe Flacco actually played a pretty really good it first was the half. Intos man, yeah, the, the, the intos out of, to, out of out of halftime. Back to back pick sixes. Yeah, that's what like, for the game. Listen, we know Joe Flacco throws throws interceptions. Yes, that, we, we knew yes. that 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 was a given. Yes, but back to back. And like, it almost felt like the biggest announcer jinx ever, where they just kept going, "Hey, Joe Flacco never lost game of Wild Card Weekend." Da da da. Well, just like how um, what was it just like how Tom Brady never lost to the Cowboys? Yeah. And then last year, I was really hoping that they were gonna put the Cowboys away, and then they didn't. Um, that's that's what it feels like, right? I mean, Flacco, he he gave them a lot more than they ever expected to get out of them. He gave them something to look forward to. He gave them a playoff game. Right, yes. something that the Browns haven't had in a long time. So, kudos to him. Well, had it. It's not, they had not it like three years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's what I was, that's what I was saying. Years, is, it? The the COVID year, Baker when they went into uh, was, Pittsburgh. Yeah. But it is, but it was you know mm-hmm. not a lot of playoff appearances since mm-hmm. two thousand. So yeah. you're right. I think that yeah, Joe Flacco definitely played above his means for those last few games mm-hmm. of this season and. Uh, Browns fans are probably always going to remember Joe Flacco for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a great accomplishment. Yo, you do, go through Joe four Flacco's Lin Sanity run. You go through four quarterbacks in the season. You're not expected to make the playoffs, and they went in with an ele- with 11 wins. Had to go on the road. You know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. And I think also the case of them resting starters in Week 18. And obviously, mm-hmm. there was no need for them to play their starters. They had nothing to play. They couldn't move up. They couldn't move down. You you want to go into the playoffs healthy, but. In that same regard, the Texans had to play Week 18 because it was a winner, winner, win and go, winner go home situation. Yeah. So they're already in that mindset of playoff. They were in playoff mode in Week 18, mm-hmm. right? So they're already in this. Whereas now the Browns have to but take a week off. You're gonna have to. Sometimes I don't you, like you, that for a team like the Browns. Up. I think that's a team that has too many veterans um, to do that. And and to me, like hearing a lot of uh, not a lot because there aren't a lot of Ravens players that were on that 2019. But uh, hearing them talk about it then, like Mike Pierce was um, talking about it, and he was like, the difference was like, they were young as fuck when it happened, and most of that team never experienced success like that, right? It's not like the Browns were out here fucking rolling over teams and doing all that thing that they felt like they could look forward or whatever it may be. Like this is a veteran team at this point. Yeah, but it's a veteran team, but not with play. Well, not when it comes to playoff experience. But regardless, like this is a team that. So if you're a veteran team, you understand how hard it is to get there. You but understand, I, like, but then to you not can, but take you still those have to know how to take that switch, lightly. But you still have to know how to switch that that yeah. flip. Oh, flip, flip that switch, yeah. I should say. Um, but, um, honestly, like, again, like, like you said, uh, you want to go hot into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Texans, like, talk about the way they they closed out the season, the way they they closed out this game. Like, they're looking really, really good coming into Baltimore. But um, a team that it you know closed out the season really hot that. It could couldn't put together was uh the Rams yesterday, man. Oh, I mean this. I mean, thank thank goodness that game went the way it did. Not the final score or anything, mm-hmm. but just in terms of like how that game played for out. Being because, a good game for it being a good game because we had three blowouts, like we just said. Mm-hmm. Um, I called the Lions. Uh, shout out the Lions getting their third ever playoff win. Mm-hmm. Um, first at Ford Field, the Stafford comeback fell short. I mean. Me personally, I didn't think he was gonna come back in the game when he took that one hit with like seven minutes left. And I you was see like, his eyes look up. I'm like, is he dead? 
Uh, I was like, he's either unconscious or like it's one of those times where like he had the wind knocked out of him and he's just trying to breathe. So he's yeah. like, oh my god, oh my god, like that. That's what I was he, thinking. He walked with the field. He's like holding his arm. Like, oh my yeah. god, he he might actually be broken in half. Yeah, but came Why back not? in and almost pulled it off. But shout out, shout out the Lions, man. Golf mm-hmm. played played his ass off. I mean, both teams did. Both yeah, teams yeah, played yeah. their ass off. Good. Listen, you want to talk about like two rookies, two outstanding rookies that are going to be staples for like years to come. Fucking CJ Stroud and Puka Nakua, man. Like, Puka played his fucking ass off. I saw a tweet today that was like, Puka's the Hawaiian version of um of uh, Anquan Bolton. And I'm like, honestly, that's how he fucking plays. Like, he's not that fast, but he plays physical as fuck. He's going to break some tackles. He'll give you some yak. And if it's a jump ball, he's probably going to come down with it. I don't know. Could I could could I throw another name in there? I I feel a little bit like don't. Who do you think I'm gonna say? Are you about to say one Detroit legend? No, I was not. All right, cool. Who are you about to say? Wes Welker. No, no, no. no. That's a tough guy. Small, like yeah, I, but I know. It's I know also small, different routes. No, I know, but still, a guy that you don't expect to literally lower his shoulder every single time because Puka never shies away from contact. Yeah, but I don't think Wes was like no, Wes was never like, like no. Wes was never like that's this, what I'm saying. To but, me, it's it's a level above Wes. Like and and that's that's how I feel that like like Anquan Bolden like that's a, that's a good thing and also like again like another guy who they're talking about that one of the things I heard of stock was his combine numbers weren't all that crazy but like they they said that once they put the pads on in camp he really started to separate himself and hey man like he I can understand the argument but I personally think he should be the offensive rookie of the year over Stroud um for a rookie wide receiver to be fourth in the league and receiving yards to do all the things that he did and be a, what was he a fourth round pick something like that yeah, yeah. like i i think um you know take take out his draft stock but this is a guy who it's not like he just came out was starting everything and doing everything like he he had to earn everything that he got not saying that cj stroud hasn't but um part of it too was just cj stroud missed games you know puka missed a couple too but for him to put up the numbers that he did like i i think that 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 is the big difference right i think that there's so many awards that definitely just go to quarterbacks and whatnot but like you're not you're not going to see that there's tons of rookie of rookie wide receivers that come out that also have great quarterbacks mm-hmm. that don't do anything nearly like this that's true i would say how many rookie wide receivers come out that have on the roster as well a guy that's mm-hmm. gone for 2000 and is yeah. viewed as a top five wide receiver yeah. in the league like cup and obviously cups numbers were down this year but that's also yeah. because of the injuries the injuries mm-hmm. and then the the Matt of, Stafford of missed Puka. time. Stafford missed time. I think the the McVay offense is geared towards wide receivers, mm-hmm. and like one is going to just absolutely dominate, as we saw in the mm-hmm. years that Cooper Cup was just absolutely like, yo, like this might be the greatest wide receiver mm-hmm. we're seeing. Um, my only thing with like, I'd give it still give it to Stroud because it still is hard as hell as a rookie quarterback to come yeah. in and have the success you you did with the touchdown interception rate, ratio that you mm-hmm. had, rookie head coach, and you lead your team. To an improbable division, uh, mm-hmm. division win, like that's a uh, that's pretty I, impressive. I, I definitely, I think. See, I like that, but to me, that's more of a team award, right? Like, well, no, that's it's a touchdown interception ratio. No, like, but I mean the whole, the yeah, other, no, the, yeah. you know, the part, the other half of your reasoning is is that aspect, right? Where to me, like, this is like a Jetta's type season, like when Jetta's rookie season, like that. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. And to me, when that happened, it was a no brainer. Who won it? And again, like there obviously wasn't a quarterback that came out and did those things, and I fully understand that. But like, I don't know, man. Like if we're just talking, just straight up, 
just what one player is giving to an offense right there. Like it's like those numbers are insane. And and again, like I'm saying, like you have first round wide receivers who aren't doing this. Yeah. Like, and it's not like he's the first one to play with like a quarterback like that. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, it's just, I think part of it is um, I, I feel like because at the quarterback position, your numbers are still heavily reliant on what the other person does when you give them the ball. Yes. Right. So like Puka was a yak monster. Oh my god! <laughs> like he was doing that. Who are you telling? He was doing that shit his damn self. Oh, so man. that that's I think another part of it is like mm-hmm. yeah, he's got a shit ton of receiving yards, but it's not like this man was catching like sixty yard bombs every game. Like he was working for all of them yards. Yeah. So um, that's I think it's one of those like the numbers are great. I again I think they're both like fantastic. These are two of the best rookies seen a long time, mm-hmm. but um. I think I gotta I gotta give the like just this award to to Puka. Heck, I'd even say like in that game we had another rookie that I think is gonna be great for a long time in Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, like Gibbs is a very like multi- he showed it all year. They just multi they just yeah. also have a veteran running back who's playing very well. Yeah, and I think it it works well for them that mm-hmm. two back system. I mean, you they, you literally saw it. They were just literally not for fantasy managers. They were splitting drives. It was Montgomery to start next drive Gibbs. Montgomery Gibbs Montgomery Gibbs, and sometimes they would work it's almost in. like that. Uh, not exactly the same, but it's almost like giving uh, the Giants two out of monster. Mm. Not three, but like Omar Brashaw, Brandon Jacobs. Yeah. Like, hey, no matter how you want to try to defend it, we, we got a guy for that. Whatever yeah. we need, we got a guy for that. And both are great in the both are great in the red zone. Obviously, Gibbs mm-hmm. gives, gives you that passing option, mm-hmm. but Montgomery between the twenties is mm-hmm. is elite too. I mean, he, I don't think he's got enough credit for the season he's had. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out the Lions. Moving on, they're going to be facing the winner of the Bucks, uh, Eagles. Mm-hmm. That game is currently going on right now, so we're not going to talk about it. Yeah. Obviously, um, I think I, depending, no matter who wins, whether Eagles or Bucks, mm-hmm. I, I do think that the Lions will win that mm-hmm. game. I just think they're playing at a level right now that's just, and especially just the momentum of the city, and I think getting the monkey off your back of just yeah, getting that, that first, first playoff game. Now it's like, all right, now that that's out of the way, we can be free. The offense is clicking. You're going to face an would No matter which team comes mm-hmm. out of this, you're not going to face an offense as good as the, the, what you just faced with the yes, Rams. Exactly. You're not going to face a quarterback nearly as good as what you face in Matt Stafford, mm-hmm. right? Eagles, if they get if they advance, their their defense is very has been very piss poor over the mm-hmm. last six seven weeks of the season. Do not believe Bucks don't. I don't have, believe in them right now. We should be talked about it last week. Yeah. Bucks don't have the they have the defense. They don't have the offense to keep up with yes. you in a in a track meet, right? Like if the game gets up to 24, 27, which it did in this one, yeah. they, they, I don't think they just have the, I don't have, they don't have the horses. My only thing is the Lions have been shaky at times, right? Like it's, they, you know, they, they talked about it this game and they tried their best, but you know, shout out to the Lions offensive line for, for holding it down. But if you get pressure on Goff, he yeah. does not perform. And the Bucks, they have a defense that, that can win them a game that can win them a game like this, especially coming in the playoffs. Um, they honestly have a cold-weather type defense. Obviously, the game is indoor, you know. But um, that's the sort of team that they have. That's the sort of identity of that defense of mm-hmm. they're going to be physical. They're going to do like do what they can. They have big D tackles that are trying to stop the run and do all those things. Um, so if you could turn them into a one-dimensional team, but like you said, like that, that Lions offense, when it's on, it's on. Um, I think it's, it's just going to come down to the defense once again like it but i I don't know i I guess just looking at the the record and like just seeing some of the teams that gave them problems and whatnot that i I feel like 
the Lions have all the potential, but they they definitely can't overlook it. I think I think Tampa Bay is a tougher matchup for them, honestly, than the Eagles. Uh, yeah. I mean, I will say this uh, preface this by saying they these two teams did meet. Lions and the Buccaneers mm-hmm. did meet in Week Six. Lions went on the road and won twenty to six in a yes. game that was arguably stat not Stafford. Um. Arguably Baker Mayfield's worst game of the season. Yeah. Like he could not do anything. That defense had him running around like mm-hmm. chicken with his head cut off. Um, they're also a very young defense as well. Yeah. Also, and uh, Antoine Winfield mm-hmm. definitely a snub when you compare it to uh, Buda Baker. This is no yeah. disrespect to Buda Baker because like Buda yeah. Baker's been great his whole career. But like, nah, like a forty tackle difference, like yeah, multiple nuts. interceptions. That's kinda, on, a, on also a better team. On a better, yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. But uh, but th- again, that's a week six. Buccaneers team that was still sort of figuring it out like yes. that's, that's a different team than that you're seeing now it's the same I feel the same way about like you know we talked about the Rams going to the playoffs like the Ravens beating the Rams early in the season sorry late in the season versus teams beating the Rams early in the season um same honestly same thing with the Texans like shout out John Harbaugh though he did say and um, a lot of the the Ravens guys said after that game one they were like Stroud's gonna be that guy <laughs> like the Texans are gonna like don't undermine them. Don't look down on them just because they played us. Like, we're a very good team, but this team will be good, and they're showing it. But, uh, yeah, I, I think part of it is just the complete and utter lack of belief in the Eagles after what they've shown. But um, I don't know, man. Obviously, you know, this game will finish how it goes. Now, to the other side of it, um, well, uh, we, we knew. Let's, you know, I, I want to save it for last. I want to yeah, yeah, save it for fodder. Let's get the fodder out the way. The one before we get to the main, the main course. We knew... Yes, the Dolphins were going to lose. Yes, we we knew it. We talked about it before. They don't win against teams that have winning records. They don't win outside of Miami. They don't win it's when it's below work. fifty degrees. Exactly. <laughs> like they they they're still banged up. Like they lost big players and they signed Justin Houston a couple days before oh, and he was playing trust big me, minutes. I, I know I had to do his body. I saw <laughs> Justin Houston on there. I was like, what the fuck is going no, on? Justin Houston and uh, what was it? Um. Melvin Ingram, real yeah. no. Melvin Ingram was a couple weeks ago. Was they've couple, had, they've had still, Melvin Ingram for longer. Yeah, but even still though, yeah, they but, had to sign twenty twenty three. Dude, <laughs> Melvin Ingram. <laughs> like, I Justin Houston, I'm sure could have gave something to a team, but he signed with the Panthers. You know, he, hey, he he wanted to take some money. That's fine, but he could have still been on the Raven. I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyway, he was he was a free agent for like since week like eleven or something. Like well, that. the whole thing is he got hurt. He got instead hurt. of going to the IR, he was like, "Can y'all just cut me?" Yeah. Um, so the Dolphins were, everything was down to the Dolphins. Honestly, it would have been worse if it was warmer. I'm just saying. Um, and what was the other one? Am I forgetting? Nah, yeah, Steelers Bills. Steelers Bills that just yeah. finished. We knew, we knew what it was going to be. The Bills almost Bills. bills close, it up. Yeah, it was, it, Bills almost, the, almost let them back in. It was 21-0. Then it was 21-7. And it was about to be 24-7. Then they got the block. Steelers got the block kick, kind of mm-hmm. turned the momentum around. Mm-hmm. Then they started going on a run. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. But you know what? Joshine and them boys, they pulled it out at the end, 31 17. So now they will be hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Kind of different from what we've been used to because we're used to seeing the mm-hmm. Bills go to Arrowhead. Yeah. Now the Chiefs have to Mahomes' first uh, road playoff yeah. game. But with that being said, the Bills traditionally have not played well in cold weather. No. So I, t- I keep saying it. They're a dome team. Yeah, the they, Bills they are, are a dome, dome team. Bills, Bills in the dome. You don't. You never want to play. And them. that's why they're talking about uh, how James Cook emerging down the backstretch of the season. You know, he could he couldn't do that all season for my fucking fantasy team. But whatever. Um, like he like now they were able to finally establish a run game, which has been the weakness that we've talked about all the time in the show. Like especially me, they can't stop the run. They can't run the ball. That shit is how you win games in the postseason in cold weather. Um, so honestly, like, 
Pat Mahomes still kind of has the advantage, and the Chiefs sort of have the advantage, especially where they, that defense is playing, because the Steelers still ran the ball pretty well against them, I feel like. Steelers, uh, eh, not well enough. Not yet. Not, not, not well enough. Not well not enough well for enough. bets to hit, but Steelers, I mean, it was very mixed bag. Jalen Warren at 38, Najee Harris at 37. Okay, so no, they didn't, they didn't run. They, they didn't run. really run but the But then ball. again, like, I'm never trusting Mason Rudolph to, to lead a team to a playoff win. Um, so I think if you're the Bills, you go, all right, we stopped the run, we're fine, and that's pretty much what they did. Well, I think um, they over I what I think what they did was they oversold in stopping the run, which they did a pretty mm-hmm. decent job of. Oh, in the first half? Yeah, because mm-hmm. Mason Rudolph ended the game with two hundred and twenty nine, and that's how they were getting most of their offense through mm-hmm. the air, which was surprising because it's like it's Mason fucking Rudolph, right? But I think that plan is I think I kinda like that. It's one of those where it's like, hey, beat us through the air. Mm-hmm. It, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna take the world. Honestly, if I'm playing Mason this. Rudolph, yeah. yes, that that shows. We're gonna take about. away the strength of your team, which is obviously the two headed monster and Najee and Warren, yeah. and we're gonna make you. And for the most part, he kind of did. I mean, Pickens yeah. had himself. All the receivers had it. Fryer move. I was actually surprised. Five for seventy six is yeah. actually kind of crazy, because he sold me the yeah. other week. The the difference is you can't you can't do that against the Chiefs. You can't go Pat Mahomes beat me with your arm because yeah. he will beat you with his arm. Um, and the Chiefs' defense is playing on another level. That's best best defense Mahomes has had. Yeah, absolutely. Best defense Mahomes has had. Best defense he's had with the worst weapons that he's had. <laughs> so now they know what it's like to be a Ravens fan the past couple of years. Um, but yeah, that that's that's pretty much the the rest of the games. Like shit that we thought was gonna happen was gonna happen. Like you know the good games were last night. You know the Rams game. Um, and the good game. Yeah, singular <laughs> game. Um, I honestly think this game is going to be close, but it still probably won't be a good game. I think it'll just be close. Which one? The uh, this uh, uh, Eagles Bucks uh, game. Yeah, it was t- ten point game right now. Oh, sorry, thirteen point game. So two possessions. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's still a lot of. It's, yeah, it's second 20. quarter just started. It's a lot of ball game left. Yeah. Um, which leads us though to the Ooh. main event. John's, you know, the video I sent in the the towers chat which when one? James was talking about you guys were pray- praying on the Warriors' downfall, <laughs> and I sent the the video of um. Oh, who's that Lakers? Was it? Is it worthy? It might be worthy. Where he's taking this puff of the cigar. He's like, oh, maybe. Ooh, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> that was John watching that game literally since like the first quarter. After the first quarter, John was like, oh, oh yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, I'll let you have the floor. I'm, I'm going to start. T- I'm going to finish off this uh, UFO pumpkin beer, and I'm going to let you have the floor for this. Listen. Do you I want t- the music or? I, no. Oh, okay. I told y'all i told y'all i told y'all shout out cam newton because every week since he said it motherfuckers have just been proving him absolutely right the game managers you got a big one down there in dallas and for my people that listened last week if you didn't listen last week you can go run it back shit i might clip it and add it in here now i said there's a very very good chance that jordan love goes into Jerry World and announces his real debut, announces his presence to the rest of the league. And that's exactly what he did against a bullshit ass team of the Cowboys. Now I was out here worried that I was alienating my Mavericks Twitter people. I was out here worried because there's there's a decent amount of Cowboys fans on my I, feed. I, I would I would of think that, a lot right? of Dallas Mavericks fans yeah. are Dallas there's, Cowboys fans. There's I, I was worried about that. Fortunately the ones that I interacted with are no, are not Cowboys fans. Um, well, that's I, not true. I replied to a tweet. Ruben's a Cowboys fan. Yeah, I replied to a tweet um, from another Mavs 
Mavs guy, and yeah. I was like, "Damn, did I go in?" And then I texted Ruben. I was like, "Did I do too much?" He's like, "Bro, he's not a Mavs. Uh, he's not a Cowboys fan." And then he replied with the Rams gif, and I was like, "All right, we're good, we're good." <laughs> um, but every every year, this Cowboys team gets fat off a soft schedule, a weak division, and a great fucking roster. They have a great roster that underachieves every single year. And why is that? Because you build up this quarterback like he's supposed to be MVP. Yet when you really need him to pull through and win you these games, he doesn't. You can go back each year and talk about how many good wins do they have. This year, they actually did have a good win. They had a good win. A good win. A good win. One singular good win. I don't know how what Jerry does to keep getting these soft-ass schedules, but this is what happened. And those numbers get inflated. Right? They play against bad teams, they blow them out all well and good. They play against good teams, they end up losing. Now they got to throw the ball a shit ton of times, and those stats are going all the way up. Shout out. Shout out my boy John Howell for calling it and be like, this is the exact type of game. But at the end of the game, we're going to look at Dak's numbers and be like, wow, Dak's numbers are pretty pretty good. Get <laughs> to throw the ball a shit ton of garbage time. Doesn't matter. The props still hit. <laughs> but, shout out CD Lamb for those garbage time and yards, that's, man. And, and that's what it is. Like, these players are good. I don't hate C.D. Lamb. I don't hate Micah Parsons. I hate Pollard though. <laughs> He's a wit. That that was that's one of the biggest. But Ugh. at the end of the day, honestly, they're never gonna win a Super Bowl in a Cowboys uniform, and that's because of Jerry Jones. It starts at the top. It's on some Nick shit. It's on some James Nolan shit. Knicks didn't have success until James Dolan finally stepped away, hired Leon Rose, brought in people like World Wide West to actually do their fucking job instead of trying to control everything. This is what it is. I don't feel bad for Cowboys fans, but let's stop doing this and acting like they're going to be all of that. They haven't won shit since the fucking 90s. Like, what are, what are we doing? Ah, man. It's, listen, they really, really are. They're the Celtics of the NFL, and the difference is the Celtics have had more recent successes. This is a team that has a great roster every year, that has these high expectations every year. You know, when push comes to shove, they fold the fuck over and they're supposed to have one of the best players in the league. But anyone who's been saying Dak is anything more than a mid-quarterback, this is what I'm talking about. He's a game manager. Before this, before CD, it was Ezekiel Elliott. He couldn't win games if they didn't rush for 100 yards. Why are we surprised? This isn't new. This is not new. There's a reason Stephen A. Smith gets so smug about it. Waiting for those videos. Like, it's, why are we surprised? I'm not, not us. We knew. We've been telling y'all. This is why y'all need to tune in. If you listen to the Saratobi Sports Pod, then you would know what the Cowboys are. Every week. That was, that was beautiful. I'm not going to lie. You. That was, uh, that, 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 that was good. Uh, and my, mind you, I'm not even a Cowboys. I don't even wish like ill on them it's just this is what they are and everyone wants to talk about them like there's someone like there's something else it's just call the spade a spade you know who's who's get skating away with that the the the, the laws yesterday uh, mm-hmm. if, you, if you were living under a rock or you just don't care about the nfl uh the cowboys lost to the green bay packers led by jordan love 48 to 32 it was 27 to 0 at one point in the game the game was never there was really never a point where you're like, oh, wow, the Cowboys are right there. No, I think it, the closest they got, I think, maybe was 17 points. Um, but even then, it still felt like an insurmountable lead because Jordan Love and the, that offense just had an answer Aaron for Jones. everything. Aaron Jones played the game, one of the one of his best games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daubs, mm-hmm. Daubs coming through amazing. I mean, listen, you talk about a, a, a receiver room yeah, where you have a bunch of... Jaden Reed and everyone's parlay. Drog! Oh, oh no, you don't even get Jayden me started. Reed, four receptions. Come Bro. On. 
But I'm just glad I hit on I hit I hit live on a few of them, so mm-hmm. it was good. But look, that's that's a receiver room that you know what the average NFL fan probably doesn't know anybody except for Christian Watson, and he mm-hmm. came into the game banged up. He only played a handful of snaps anyway. Been banged up all season. So shout out to them. Just had like game game of their lives. Their, their offensive line looked looked amazing. Uh, it's basically neutralized what's, to, in my opinion, a very very good uh, Dallas front seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and but for some reason they can't stop the run. But it's just it's just crazy. It's like your front seven. Hey man, it is what it is. Still number one PFF defense. Ha ha. Um, my thing is this defense under Dan Quinn, right? And Dan Quinn's obviously going to get some head coaching interviews mm-hmm. and stuff like that in this offseason. Um, does this say, do you think this game said more about the ineptitude of Dak and McCarthy on the offensive side? Or was it that their defense put them in a hole so early that then it forces the offense and forces it to put the game into Dak's hands, which we never want to see happen. And we saw the multiple interceptions and things like that. So, like, would you say it's a combination of both? Mm-hmm. Is one side more at fault than the other? Like, because nobody expected 48 points to be dropped by yeah, the Packers in this for game. Sure, for sure. I think um, I think it's a combination of both, right? I think the defense... My, my thing about the defense is we've, we've said it that you can run against them, mm-hmm. right? Look at what the Bills did. Josh yeah. threw it, like, 13 times that game and they won, mm-hmm. right? Like... So that's a known weakness that they had. And to me, that's the same weakness that we talk about teams like the Bills having who otherwise have a, a decent enough defense, right? So um, I think he needs to he needs to get that light shown on him. But at the same time, if you're going to sit here and big up your quarterback about being an MVP, what MVP quarterback is letting that happen to them? What MVP quarterback with all pro weapons is letting that happen to them, mm-hmm. right? So that's my thing is... As much as I can sit here and go, yes, the defense needs to be looked at because they were getting absolutely clapped. Uh, your defense is not going to have a stronger game if the offense keeps giving them the ball back. Mm-hmm. If the offense isn't producing, if the offense isn't possessing so that the defense can rest and have time to adjust and be able to figure out what it is they're going against. Um, that's That, I think, is the bigger thing in a situation like this versus let's say a team you know for just because of looking at them right now like the buccaneers where it's just the defense is going to be a strength the offense will give you what you give you this is a team that like was talked about offensively before they were talked about defensively it's just also it just dude mike mccarthy is buns like bin buns like i'm looking at the i'm looking at the drive the possession list right now mm-hmm. right and so i'm looking at the drives where they began for the Packers, right? First drive was a touchdown drive that started at their own 25. Then they punted from their own with a drive started at the 24. Then they had the interception that Dak threw early, so, so, so they started inside the red zone. Touchdown. Then they started at their own 7. Touchdown. They started at their own 25. Touchdown. They started at their own 25. Touchdown. So, like, you had three straight drives mm-hmm. where the defense just Fold. let them l- walk down the field, regardless of the first two touchdown drives, right? Mm-hmm. You let them on even on on multiple occasions go mm-hmm. seventy five yards, and in one occasion they went ninety three yards. Like, and I get the ineptitude of the the, the what do you call it? The Cowboys offense yeah. does not help, and it helps yeah. when you you and the offense stays on the field. Your defense can rest, et cetera, et cetera. But like, damn. Yeah, like, no, I think um, I think they just straight up <laughs> overlooked the team. I think the Cowboys are so big on themselves that they and honestly. Micah sort of says it whenever he goes on his podcast. Like, I think the Cowboys 
they were just looking ahead. They were just like, yeah, the fuck is this? I think the Cowboys, the same way how, well, you knew, the same way how I sat here and didn't know that Jordan Love threw more touchdowns than Brock Purdy. Mm. I think it's the same thing the Cowboys did. The difference is, it's not my job to know that Jordan Love threw more touchdowns than Jack Purdy, um, than Brock Purdy, because I'm not the one trying to stop the motherfucker. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> you score a touchdown on six of your first seven drives. You punted only three times, and two of them came in the fourth quarter when it was basically garbage time. Mm-hmm. Like that's in, insane to me. Like to go on the road at that and do and have that type of offensive performance is incredible. Honestly, it's it's it's, it's downright yeah. insane. Um, Shout out to them boys, man. Um, and not them boys, the boys yeah, from not the, them the boys. boys, the boys from Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, man. Honestly, I'm happy for them. I I think part of it too, and, and it's a team that shouldn't be overlooked is. They have a lot of veterans that were there for the Rodgers years, so still on the team. We have a lot of players that have playoff experience. Like, a lot of leaders, right? Like, you have Jair, who, yeah, Jair's a goof, and I'm all with Pat McAfee. Pack is back! <laughs> <laughs> I'm all with Pat McAfee, like, just fucking mic him up anywhere and everywhere. Um, But you still, like, Aaron Jones was there. Aaron Jones is out here doing these things, right? Like him having a big game, I don't think it should be that surprising. So that was Mike Evans again. I was like, catch the fucking ball. That's two that went through your hands. Oh boy. Um, but I I think that they're I don't think they're gonna have a Bengals esque run. Mm-hmm. That would be some shit. It really would be. That would be. Um, but if you're a Packers fan, you gotta feel good about this. Like this this makes everything that has happened. In the off season, better. Oh, it's vindica- right. it's vindication. Like, and and then again, like to me, a Packers, a Packers organization that has been looked at it like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, what are y'all doing? You have Aaron Rodgers not drafting a fucking first round receiver, still inexcusable. There, that that is nuts, mm-hmm. right? But like, Devontae wanted to leave. Sure, whatever. Um, Aaron Rodgers stuff. The whole. Like we're not gonna build the the forcing his hand, this being like we we don't need Aaron Rodgers no more. The trading up, um, Jordan, all of those things. But now was it year four for him? I think it's year four for him. For uh, Jordan Love. Jay Love. Yeah, I believe I think so. this is his fourth year's first you know full year under center. Um, it they they found it. They they it seems that they have their guy, and Dobbs is a good weapon. Jaden Reed's a good weapon. Third year. Your third year. Yeah. Um. You know, you still have two good running backs in there. And I think they have a rookie running back as well. I could be wrong. But um, you know, they're they're set up to not compete in what's what who else is in their division? What's uh, Packers, Bears, Lions, Vikings. Vikings. So the Lions look like a fucking they're a wagon. Lions are a wagon. Um, but still, like you you now are are setting that team up to compete. Um, they got all your picks. So uh, not all. I mean, it's just, they got they got they got a few. They got some not picks. All they got some picks. They got a few. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they got some picks for Devonte too. Uh, they got a few for him too. Yes. So they're they're honestly poised for sort of a rebuild that the Lions had with all them picks from the Stafford mm-hmm. trade, right? And you saw like I don't know if you watched like a lot yeah, of yeah, the, the graphic. Yeah, yeah, I mean that their entire everybody that's contributing right now to this playoff yeah. team is it was was part of those draft yeah. picks. So so I, I think that like. If you're a Packers fan, you're in a great spot. You enjoy this for what it is, similar to that Giants run last year. The difference is that you go, oh, we're not just overachieving with bad talent like the way the Giants defense did last year. Y'all have talent. 
y'all have now shown that you can sort of trust this organization to to lead in that direction now you have picks to just continue to try and build so um shout out to the packers man and we always love when teams get exposed especially teams get exposed the way the cowboys got exposed yeah i mean i think i agree that the cinderella run the cinderella run run will end because they have to now go yeah. into san fran and I feel like that's what that, that's what the Packers season has been for like the last few seasons. You make the playoffs, and then your season ends in San Francisco. Um, I mean, that's what the NFC, honestly, basically. Uh, the last year's bullshit. Gonna have to uh, go through that juggernaut of a team mm-hmm. um, with all their people healthy. But uh, yeah, no, shout out, shout out, shout out the Packers. I think Packers, the organization, the fans have to feel vindicated just off the whole Aaron Rodgers nonsense from last year. Mm-hmm. You know, you make the trade. You bring in Jordan Love. You make the playoffs. The Jets don't make the playoffs. Rodgers ends up getting hurt. Um, you know, I don't. Mm-hmm. I know there's. You didn't trade away pieces like Jair, like you thought. You actually yeah. signed him to an extension at the end of last year. Like you were able to have a playoff in a in a season where you thought, where many thought that, hey, this is going to be a down year, rebuild. You know, we don't know what Jordan Love is. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, you make the playoffs. You win a playoff game on the yeah. road, and now you know. Now you know you have your you have your franchise quarterback and. Mm-hmm. Freaking, what? You know, this like is one of the biggest. They, like we make fun of Jerry Road all the time because the Cowboys, the Cowboys, but Packers own that that stadium for a rookie quarterback. First, and and I don't mean rookie is in his first year in the league, and that's why I don't like to compare it to other rookies. He, uh, his first year starting, right? Yep. For him to go into an environment like the Cowboys, an organization that has fans everywhere anyway, mm-hmm. but in the mecca, what's looked at as one of the best stadiums in the NFL, right? Go into Jerry World. And do what he did, not just beat them, destroy them, mm-hmm. fully dismantle. That's huge. That's a definitive, we have our guy, there is no question Statement about game. It. Statement Absolutely. game. Absolutely. That is, Jordan Love put himself on the map. Like, Pac, Pac got something there. Pac is back. <laughs> oh, boy. Jerry's on the is That's a funny guy. Nah, him going... You know, I got a couple, multiple picks on quarterbacks. Dak is now one of my favorite quarterbacks. <laughs> Legendary. Oh, uh, but it's, it's nice to have characters Can't wait like till that, he comes like... at age 20, at age 34 to be a Raven and close out his career. <laughs> when we finally get him. And, it's, and Ravens it's, Ravens always get their guy, even if it's at the end of the fucking career. And somehow he has just a resurgent year. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's had a down year the last five yep. years. But this one year, for some reason. Like the year Brandon Carr had for the Ravens. The first year Brandon Carr was there. Son. But... Look, man, it's, it'll, I'll be interested to see how they play up, uh, down in uh, San Fran. Yeah. Um, you know, hope, hope, hopefully it's a contest. Hey, i tell you contest. what, that San Francisco team not going to overlook them. Oh, absolutely not. Shanahan is going to have them ready. Mm-mm. That defense is going to be ready. Bro, that defense is going to be ready. That's mm-hmm. that's that's an all that's an all pro-laden defense. Mm-hmm. On every level, you have all pros. And you got Magabosa right there. And Same. Chase Young. Oh, my gosh. Same. It's ridiculous. Oh boy! Well, uh, that they, sums up Wildcard Weekend. That pretty we much sums pretty, it up. Pretty good job. Yep. Uh, good job to all the teams that advance. Boo on all the teams that didn't advance. I'm not gonna say try boo. Again I think, I try think, again next I, year. I think the Rams put up a good fight. Yeah, they did. Rams put up a good fight. They did. Boo to all the other ones. Yeah. Like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Come on. We want we want competitive games. No, we've had exactly. We've had we've had blowouts in the NBA for the past like week week and a yeah. half. We were expecting you guys to. And you was know. it was it last year's Wildcard Weekend was fire? Yeah. Like Wild Card Weekend usually is a Wild great, usually great weekend of football. Let's see what happened last Wild Card Weekend. Last Wild Card Weekend, we had well the 49ers Seahawks was a blowout. 
But we had the, the 27 point comeback with the Jaguars mm-hmm. and the Chargers. Mm-hmm. We had the 34 31 Giants, Bills, Vikings. Dolphins, Giants, Dolphins. I mean, Giants, Vikings. Mm-hmm. Bengals, uh, Ravens, the Hubbard Yard Dash. And then we had the Cowboys sending uh, Tom Brady off. The Bengals Super Bowl. Well, I, no, I, I think the Bengals are. Their Super Bowl was like the year before. So why don't so why don't they talk about that and they just keep talking about them beating the Ravens versus Tyler Huntley? Is this a thing? Yeah, I didn't know that. The, yeah, it, at every bro, <laughs> Bengals fans keep just bringing up like they like that's why Ravens fans are like that's your banner. Wait, your so banner. They it, don't bring up the fact that they went to a Super Bowl, bro, two years ago. All they all they do is bring up motherfucking beating the Ravens. Like, like anytime, like you'll. At any positive post about the Ravens, you will find Bengals fans talking about that playoff win last year. <laughs> it's insane. That's funny. It's insane. <laughs> and then this year, they're like, oh, but but Burrow was hurt, but y'all didn't play. The- y'all played Tyler Huntley in the playoff game. That's true. And almost lost. Like, you almost lost. If they handed the ball off to Gus Edwards, you would have lost to Tyler Huntley in a playoff game. Coming off a Super Bowl. Please respect Tyler Huntley. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Oh man, but uh, yeah, no. Wildcard weekend usually is uh, exciting. It usually gives us, a- yeah, because I'm looking at the 2021 right yeah, outside so f- of the Bills blowing out the Patriots, Bengals won that one where a car had to- brought them down to like the 15 yard mm-hmm. line, and they and they lost right at the end. Uh, the Niners Cowboys won that came down to the wire. Uh, well, actually, no, I-, I take that back. There was a lot of blowouts that weekend. Uh, so, <laughs> every team other than the Rams, you take a long hard look in the mirror. Go get your shit together. I don't think the Browns really do. I no. mean, it's just a case of you just you're on your also on quarterback I'm here that- <laughs> for CJ Stroud staring down Deshaun. I'm here for it. Did you see the Vince McMahon? <laughs> Come on out, you <laughs> rapist! <laughs> oh my God, Yo, Twitter is undefeated. The irony, because Vince McMahon. Never mind. No. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh boy! Well, that's uh, that's that's pretty much about it for the uh, for the footballs. Uh, like we said, the Eagles and Buccaneers are currently playing. So the next time we talk football with you guys will be after the divisional round. Yep, and you know you mentioned um, the the Forty ers All Pro laden defense. Mm-hmm. We also have an All Pro. Yes, we know, defense. John. We talk about your All Pro laden defense literally every week. But now it is official. <laughs> now it is official because we got the NF. The, we had NF NFL PA All Pros as well, right? Um, also, incredibly disrespectful of them to not put Amon Ra, St. Brown on that. That was also him not being a Pro Bowler. Mott. who got in over him? Um, for the Pro Bowl? Yeah, I, I don't know, but him not being a Pro Bowler is absolutely insane. I'm gonna look that up right, um, right now. But. The Ravens and the 49ers are absolute fucking wagons. Um, ab- absolute wagons. Uh, and if you had to com- if you had to put it into words a description of what type of wagon these teams are, what would it? What, how would you describe it? Um, I'll say Meg the Stallion when she got. Actually, no. I'll tell you what type of wagon. Mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj Anaconda video wagon. Wow. That's a wagon. That's mm-hmm. a force to be reckoned with. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie. That's that's the sort of wagon. Like that's <laughs> uh both teams, honestly. Both teams. Um <laughs> uh 
I don't know. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the who made it over him. Al, I don't know. Outside of maybe Mike Evans, I don't know. And C, you're not gonna put him CD. I put him over AJ. I probably put him I put him over AJ and Mike Evans. That's why I, I put him over. I put him over uh, Mike Evans. I'd have to see what C, AJ's line was looking because like. AJ was going off for like a good chunk of the season. Yeah, and then like that, that's all well and the good. End. They lost like what six out of the last seven. Yeah, but you know the Pro Bowl is not based off of wins and losses. I, that's just, I know. That's just all. Per, that's just all personal. I, stats. I understand that, which is why we all thought Quincy Williams was snubbed, and then Quincy ended up getting the All Pro. Shout out, my boy. Yeah, I, I understand that, but still, um, yeah, man. Only thing, last thing I'm gonna say last, last about thing. the about the the Ravens is just man, those players really deserve it, man. I felt so happy for Patrick Queen getting that All Pro, man. Like you saw the emotion when he found out he was a. Uh, um, a pro bowler mm. and for one you know very rarely do you get two both of your inside linebackers being all pros very very rarely um so it's funny because i remember i think it was a rookie year uh malik harrison talked about it that was a goal that they had and now malik harrison got moved outside linebacker but um for pq and roquan to get that that shit is huge matter bk the issue is that these are all fucking contract years um, PQ priced himself out. We knew that was going to happen anyway. Mm. I'm very happy for him. Matt BK, fucking Kyle Hamilton, almost being a unanimous first teamer. Fucking love it. Um, all of those things are all well and good, right? But work still has to be done this weekend, right? Ravens, Texans, 430 on Saturday. I don't know what time the other games are, but you know, 49ers, um, Packers. That's Saturday at 815. That's a late game. Hmm. I I don't know if it's going to be good because of what the 49ers do to the rest of these NFC teams. They're going to... Like, I truly don't know if it's going to be a good game. Because, like, we can sit here and feel really good about what the Packers did to the Cowboys. And then we go, but we've been telling y'all about the Cowboys. And the 49ers can sort of do what they've done all season of take a really good team or a team that we feel really confident about just and just break them. Yeah, just put them in their place and be like, did y'all forget who we are? Um, but yeah. that Bills Chiefs game is gonna be a game. I think I think it will be. I'm very excited to see Mahomes on the road mm-hmm. for the first time, and it's gonna be with pro- arguably his worst offensive team uh, of his career. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's uh, it, it'll be fun. Division division weekend will be fun. I know you're gonna have fun. You're gonna be at that Ravens game. Yeah. So uh, I can't wait to break it down uh, in the studio next uh, next. And week. my thing is, I think that the way the Lions are and again they are a good team i just think that their games are just going to be competitive um not not because they're a bad team just because things can happen mm-hmm. right um so i'm hoping that game will be a good game too i honestly think like i like the slate i i it's just for both us and the niners they're two teams that we like a lot that we like their quarterbacks they're young that we feel confident after their first wild card weekend but they're playing teams that can really put them in their place um, so I'm, I'm in that spot where I kind of hope that happens because it's always better for us to do that, but I still kind of want to see a good game. Yeah. But to me, a good game as a Ravens fan might be us crushing them. Shit. You could give me, you could give me 21 zero and I'll be real happy <laughs> of just the defensive fucking, like a defensive boxing match. I have no issue with, um, but yeah, like, you know, we talked more about the, the Chiefs and the Bills a little earlier, but 
it's this is gonna be the biggest question mark to me i i, I knew this is what the matchup was gonna be so we knew it right away um but for a matchup that we've seen consistently being in just vastly different circumstances for each team i am really looking forward to it i think it's really going to separate um again i think josh allen is a very good quarterback but like miles brought up last week people don't talk about how many of his touchdowns are rushing touchdowns the same way they do for other quarterbacks of a different skin tone of a different skin tone. i'm just saying <laughs> of a different a different, different mel a melanin different saturation <laughs> um they'd be talking about some some of these quarterbacks are running backs it's josh it is it is josh um just joshing but i think uh if he wants to separate himself and not saying again like he is i think one of the top quarterbacks in the league but if he wants to separate himself as someone who should be looked at as a true mvp candidate going into next year i think this is the first steps of you beating the chiefs you getting to this conference championship. Yep. So, we'll see. All Anything right. else on sports? No. Oh, um, the only other thing, like we don't really have to go into it, but coaching stuff in the past week, man. Shout out Nick Saban. Mm. Shout out Bill Belichick. Fuck that nigga. You're right. You have a lot of animosity towards him. That's perfectly fair for you. I do. I have some too. Um, But big shoes to fill. Bro, well, they already filled. They already filled the know, Alabama shoes, but, and they already filled yeah. the. That, That's what I'm saying. It yeah. is big shoes to fill for both of those people. But I mean, Gerard Mayo. I just hope they give Mayo the grace that I he deserves. Because uh, well, that's you cannot hold him to Bill's standard at all. Mm -mm. You can't like. And the thing is, I think Bill would come out and say that. But this is a black man who's coaching a team in Boston. Yeah, uh, the you know everything is against him right now, and I, I do hope that that he comes through and. You know, we've talked about it before. The Belichick coaching tree isn't really good. It's horrible. Um, but he has a chance to at least be some. I mean, Vrabel is a solid coach. I think Vrabel also getting fired, I think, was kind of fucked up. Um, and this is someone who has, not currently, but has had animosity towards the Titans. <laughs> um, but uh, Vrabel is not from the Belichick tree. He was just coached by Belichick. Mm -hmm. So... We'll see, man. We we will see, and uh, there's uh, there's gonna be a shit. There not even gonna be. There is a lot of teams looking for coaches, so that's why we need to win the Super Bowl because we're most likely gonna have a bear cabinet come next. Oh yeah, year. you will. Yeah, both yeah. Them, both them guys going. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, it's not just gonna be them. It's we funny. got we got both of our coordinators who are gonna gone. Our assistant head coach is most likely gonna be gone. Our pass game defensive coordinator is our pass game coordinator. Right, he's getting DC looks like our, our db coach is getting dc looks like we will be bare pretty much what the eagles what happened to the eagles last year yeah lost their o oc dc here's other, hoping other that people, uh not hoping coaches. you know i, I was one of the best people but like it's been a running joke all season for all the ravens of uh fans of just being like mike mcdonald's a terrible guy and a bad coach you should not hire him what he'll be terrible for your team like it's one of those that like um, on the the Ravens pod, they they brought up or one of the guys is like, yeah, that, that never happens. Good teams always get stripped. And then it's like, but at the same time, like the Patriots kept the coordinators for Mad Long, like Vietnamese was there for Mad Long, Spagnuolo's been there for Mad Long. You know what I mean? So there's like, there's still a possibility. Yeah, but um, not by choice with the enemy. I think he yeah, no, he that's what I'm to saying. Leave, like immediately, I mean, what two out of the three people I'm talking about on the Ravens are black. So hmm. we'll see. But uh, I. Either way, it just shows that, like, you got a good organization, man. 
So good good problems to have for sure, but we got to we got to pull this one out. We got to pull it out. Guess that's it for sports, right? All right. So uh no anime book club this week uh because we are not at full strength. We're not going to be doing scavengers rain until we are back. So I apologize for that if you watch episodes 4 through 6. Hold on to it. We're going to be talking about it hopefully next week. But we weekly we did episode two of solo leveling and oh man i you know i'm gonna let uh jt and uh, matt lead the conversation a bit more but i honestly think that was a fantastic episode of television i think um the way they did the episode as a whole just from a pop perspective but also just the way they ended it like it gives you from the feeling of when we were kids before streaming before all of that of just damn that was a motherfucking cliffhanger so much happened i need to know what happens next but i gotta wait till the rest of the world finds out next week and man i'm i'm very excited but how how are you guys feeling after episode two that was uh like said, that's, that's elite television good programming right there um no i i just think that it, the first episode left us off on a cliffhanger with the giant statue mm-hmm. beaming people up like scotty mm-hmm. um come in to second episode that thing is still beaming people up word to scotty the dude that thinks it stopped it stopped erasing people started stepping on motherfuckers bro well first the dude that thought he was the flash was like oh i'm I'm faster than light i'm I'm gonna be out of here boom beamed i'm like oh see i feel like they i feel like he left legs on purpose no he he didn't like just legs he sent a message that's like yeah he he had to he had to send a message. Hey, don't mess with me. See see your boy over there. He's now just ankles. Did him like SpongeBob when he was a Flash and ran yeah. out of his boots. <laughs> Want to see me run to that wall? <laughs> Want to see me do it again? Um, but yeah, now that was then. Of course, our main character who's got no powers whatsoever except for his brain, uh, figures out. Hey, wait, those commandments they must mean something. He figures out the plan of. Oh, hey, all right, we got to give reverence. So everybody, bow your head. And we see the and level two. And it's when the, when you defeat the boss or you get it to a certain health and it changes form. Bro, you see that smile that's been going around social media this whole time. Uh, Anime's. Yeah, I know you're listening. Well, it's just the one. I think you're right. Yeah. You're right. It is just the one. Yeah. I hope it's not an entire podcast of heathens that feel that have these strong feelings. Well, what's wrong with heathens? I feel a little. I feel personally attacked. I'm not gonna lie. As the as the resident heathen on the pod, as as the resident heathen, <laughs> but I'm also kind of confused. I want to know what exactly you're seeing in that smile, because like to me that just is the creepiest thing ever. But we, I digress. Uh, so, like John says, now the boss changes now, and like Matt says, now he's stepping on people, like crazy. Just John made the reference of like, like uh, Attack on Titan, mm-hmm. just like, a giant figure just stepping mm-hmm. on people. Everybody's getting squished. It's crazy. They're, like, they're, they're getting squished like grapes. It's it's nonsense. Blood's everywhere. Um, bro, they were really graphic. I don't know how graphic they were going to be, but bro, I this like, whole show is graphic. Yeah, like, no, I'm there's saying, so I, much blood. I like it. I it's like great. that they're they're not because especially Japanese stuff tends to censor it. So I think it's 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 good that they're doing it. And I'm not someone who's just like yeah, gore. Like for the sake of gore, that's just whack. But like, they're I talk about in other shows. They're building up a villain. And they're doing a pretty good fucking job. Oh yeah, well these statues sure are villainous. But uh, of course, our uh, our E rank boy—he's a soggy for real. He uh oh yeah, he puts the puzzle pieces together mm-hmm. on the board. Um, using his brain. All right, we did one one commandment. We gotta do the other commandment. Everybody, run to one of those statues that got a uh, what do you call it? A, an instrument. My boy lost his leg in the process. I was like, damn. 
That's tough, bro. That was you thought it was it for the boy. I, well, it was when, it for the kid. When when the foot came down, it did the squish, and then there was like blood, a blood trail, and I'm like, oh shit! Like I thought half his, I thought he was just a torso. Yeah. Not gonna lie, I, I don't remember was, how much he lost, but I also thought he was full Lieutenant Dan. But basically, just nubs kicking everywhere. <laughs> he only lost one leg, so that's okay, right? Then John he came, tried to heal him not, up, like, like a foot, not not a full leg, like no, knee down, knee down. Oh yeah, knee kneecap down. Yeah, it's not a full leg. All right. Well, what what point do you get a nub? Like, is it you get a nub anywhere? Oh, n anywhere. Yeah, okay. you get a nub anywhere. But like, I feel like you'd be like you lost your leg if you're like mid thigh. Ah, okay. Right. What what do we call it? A foreleg? leg. Lower know. leg. You're the one. Lower that... leg is the term. But like, I, I don't know how you want me to. Well, I don't know. You're the one that took down. this in college, so you know the anatomy. You know. Uh, but <laughs> either way, um, yeah. So he's he's now got one leg. That sucks. Uh, we only we're only down to like five people mm -hmm. <laughs> in the we party. We also like they they confirm why Cisco's on easy missions, even though she's a B class. Because she's not built. She's got a weak constitution, like JT's lower body. That's can be taken a lot of different ways. <laughs> kind of crazy. Not gonna lie. She lacks structural integrity. Phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they're like, yo, she's a B class, but she she can't handle this shit, bro. Like she was immediately like oh nope i'm good i'm good like yo you're low-key the strongest level here what are you doing that's, what, that's why i was surprised like damn not how for you, me how you getting tired from healing people that's your job no i don't i think that's different right i think part of it is how much she's had to heal you be ranked she's healed this man from multiple mortal wounds already we said it last week uh, he got jabbed up by fucking piccolo how, we thought it was clip how many people how many times she healed somebody since since we entered this 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 dungeon you only see her heal, heal this nigga one time. No, but we got to think about how much she had to heal to get to this dungeon. We didn't see that, though. I'm just saying. I we, can saw only her, we saw her heal, heal from, mortal, from a mortal wound. All right. So that's what I'm saying. We can only go off with the information that we have, and I've yeah. only seen her heal him one time. And and she has a weak constitution. Like, so she was probably like already sort of drained magically, and then also was didn't couldn't tap into whatever she had because she's so frazzled. Get back in the kitchen. <laughs> I need some warriors out here in these dungeons, man. It's life or death. Can't have you out here in this, this weak constitution. It's nine to five. It's bro, nine to five, bro. I don't care. Damn, let's just find somebody else. Oh, my gosh. Either Anyway. Hey, this is supposed to be D-class. Anyway, we're, <laughs> we now have to go give offerings. And he figures out, hey, if you stare at the statues, they're not going to move. But, of course, all the other people with their, also, their other weak constitutions and Stony, no faith. Stony would like to be offering for this fucking statue, you freak. That's kind of crazy. Wow, we're just calling out people. Insane. Uh, Come on the podcast to defend yourself. <laughs> Coward. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, nah, it's, uh, I like, I kind of like that, 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 that scene. Where it just shows like the hey, because I think it was like layered, layer, like the whole like the the commandment was like oh show your faith in God, but I think it's also layered as like hey show faith in your teammate as well, or uh -uh. I, I don't know. Nope, that's how I took nope. it. I just fully think it's just uh, it's just we're gonna test you. Yeah, if you make it through, you're gonna you're gonna get. And I feel like that's what you were questioning yourself at the end, right? What you were like um, if they all stayed, would they all get powers? You know, when we get to the end, but yeah. I, I think the whole thing, I think, um, I don't, I don't know what to call, I, for, I forget the name of what we call the God in this scenario. Um, but I think the whole thing is I am an absolute power. Like your life is in my hands at any moment. Are you going to trust that or not? Well, kind of have to. 
Yes. Because, I mean, even the uh, the leader, even the, the, the leader of the, the group was like, hey, no, it wasn't the leader of the group. It was the guy that the guy that first ran through the door. He was like, hey, look, you were, you've been kind of right about all these things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, yeah, we just lost old boy that was talking about his kid and I bangs with you, but mm-hmm. I'm going to take my chances elsewhere. And he dipped. Then the other girl dipped. It's just, it's tough. But yes, my question now, now that we get to the end of the episode is, all right, if everybody would have stayed and the timer would have ran out, would mm-hmm. everybody have now gotten this, I guess, new power that's supposed to be here or whatever this new phase is? Because the end of the episode is basically he gets torn to shreds by these. Uh, that was a fucking scene. Like, I don't I'm know like, how long they were going to show I'm him. I'm like, damn, how? getting battered. And I thought, damn. This man got beat like the Cowboys. What did he do to make them niggas so <laughs> mad? <laughs> like, I was like, all right, he should be dead by now. But nah, they're just impaling him with their spears. And, Bro, and they, they put went, him on the altar. And then they put him to come down with the big sword. It's crazy. I, are you are you trying to be something? <laughs> Nigga, did I just catch you having fun? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, no, I'm trying to. I'm interested because after he gets squished by that, mm-hmm. the the video game screen pops up, mm-hmm. and it basically says, "Hey, you finished this quest of like trust or whatever it was." Mm-hmm. Then the next screen was, "Hey, your heart's gonna give out in point two seconds unless you accept this offering." Mm-hmm. Do you accept this offering? Yeah, you, you and choose, it's like, well, f it. I mean, <laughs> you choose death, and, or you choose life. What do you, you want to do? You can choose you death. You can leave all your suffering behind and move on. Death or the mystery box. Literally, we'll take the box. <laughs> um, is this some sort of avatar shit? What do you mean by that? Like some guy in a cryo chamber or some shit, like. Oh, or like some sort of, like, this is all VR? Yeah. I don't think so. I think this could be a, uh, I don't know which, which anime it is. I don't think Sword Art? You don't watch Sword Art. No. It's almost like, not, it's not, a, I guess it's not gonna be an isekai because he was still in this world, but it kind of reminds me of, like, Shield Hero, remember mm. when he went to the other world and then mm. he woke up and he can see, like, his stats yeah. in front of him? Well, that's, that's what the, the power that the heroes have. Yeah. Yeah. But it almost feels like that, where it's like, it's like a video game. Sense. They did say it was a video game. They did say it's just like a game. So now the big question, at least to me, is mm-hmm. does this mean that he is going to be the only person because he they, they said like it's the, the test of faith or whatever mission. Is he going to be the only person now that has the ability to like raise his levels and nobody else can? Because remember how the rules is like you mm-hmm. can't improve your, your rank, like whatever you are, you are. But like solo leveling kind of sounds like I'm leveling up solo because nobody else can <laughs> Matt, i don't know Matt, what do you think it's, i mean I, I don't know <laughs> i like don't have i don't have any good predictions about this okay it's like kind of, i don't know i don't get it i'm not gonna lie <laughs> do you like it though oh yeah it's cool all right all right, we'll take that. I don't know what's happening, uh, but I like it. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't think I'm times. as brought into this one as previous ones that we've watched yet. Okay. All right, that's fair. That's fair. But it's cool. I mean, you know, I, I think the other the other ones had a stronger start, in my opinion. Okay. Um. So now, Miles and I, I know you're listening, and to the people who, for whatever reason, feel the way he does, um. This is not power of the pen, right? And now it is confirmed the healers are not power of the pen, even though they never were because it's their job. Um, but they have limits to how much they can heal, right? So that's one thing where this is power of the pen. The other thing that I want you guys to consider um, is he actually made it to the end of the challenge. 
right? Um, they realize he's like, listen, the challenge is the blue flames are a timer. The orange flames are how many of us are here. Yes. Uh, if we stare at the things, they don't move. Mm -hmm. Right. It's red light, green light. Um, so we just have to stay here until all the blue is out. And that shows that we believe and, you know, we trust. Right. So it finishes with he's now up on the ulcer, staring at the one that's about to kill him. Mm -hmm. So it can't move. And that last blue flame goes out. So before Moss comes in with some power to pan bullshit, he he completed the challenge. Well, he was staring at a. He was, wasn't he looking at like all of them? They still were whooping his ass. Not only one was about to do the final blow. Yeah. But yeah, if he's looking at all of them, they can't move. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. And he got he got whooped by all of them. <laughs> I think the closest power to pen thing was just but was how much he was able to handle they, at the they verge was of dead death. Taking turns on, yeah. on him. Probably. How much he was able to handle at the verge of death, but also got to remember he's technically not a normal human. Right. Um. Yeah. I just uh. I don't want to. You know give giveaway answers or anything like that to you guys or the other people who haven't you don't don't really know what where the story goes from here but um i'm very pleased with how they've handled the beginning so far um i think that they're obviously it's still early but they're they're pretty true to the manga um and well manhwa and for me like again i've described the show as something that i knew was based around action and stuff like that it's a somewhat adventuring show so that's a big part, even in the manhwa, but like I would sort of scroll past that stuff to get to the plot and get to the progression and the growth and stuff like that. So I'm uh I'm I'm very pleased so far with how the action has really drawn me in. Um and knowing that they're still doing a good job, like leading leading it on from there. Um guys got anything else? I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out. I, I I wanna I wanna know if he's really the only soul leveler out here. Okay. This is this is now he's about to be a hunter. Okay, a hunter. Yeah, he's about to be a hunter. Why? Real. Why you think a hunter? I don't know. Just this is how it's, it's just shaping up, John. It's mm. just shaping up like hey, from 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 zero to hero real quick, mm. like just one of those type of things, man. Mm. Like he they, they 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 opened up the show with hey, this guy is the lowest of the low. He ain't got no shoes. He got he got the uh, Naruto sevens on. His mama in a, his mama's a vegetable. The hidden leaf force. His sister is a nerd, but she's also poor, so she can't afford school. The father well, went I away. Mean, went she, away. What is she supposed to do? I don't know. Just he's the man of the house. He's right. got to provide for his family. Equality. You called. Um, you dead called. <laughs> Imagine you had to provide for your family in high school. Where are the grandparents at? I be asking this shit all the time yeah, in anime. You just, be, you just be asking everything. Where are the grandparents? But your dad calls his mama Husk, and that was kind of foul. We saw her in the bed, John. Like, what? Matt, Matt, am I, I, Matt, am I wrong? We saw her in the bed. What did she look like? A husk. <laughs> she was just she there. Looked like, she looked oh, she like mummified. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> she looked like, what are they selling? Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. Chocolates. That's what the father went out to go get and never came back. Chocolates. Oh my god. Or manga. I don't know. <laughs> or hentai. What's, or hentai. What's the what's the Japanese equivalent of milk? What? Uh, you, what? Uh, I don't know. Like you know how like with the us. Japanese it's, oh, like they left to go get milk. Yeah, they left to go get milk. Oh. Like what's the Japanese equivalent of that? I, uh, you were uh, I, I left to go get a bento box. Like. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh my god. Like, like, <laughs> nah, bento box is mad. A little bit. A little bit. Just a tad. Went to get some sush, some uh, some beans. <laughs> Do they have beans over there? 
They got beans, right? Do yeah. they have beans? They got beans. I just don't do see they, it in a lot of do cuisine. Do they have beans, dude? I, I, how, how many? How many? How many Asian Ask cuisines? The audience. <laughs> audience. Audience. America. Wait, America. <laughs> how many? How many? How many uh, Japanese cuisine meals? That must have blow your mind. Ready? Look have me. beans. That must have blow your mind. Yes. What do you think edamame is? Okay, that's just one. Calm down. <laughs> how many? I said how many? That's just one. All right, great. No, you soy. Edamame is soy. The, yeah, dude. All right, you got two. All right. The basis of all Asian. <laughs> how many more? I said. I said meals. Like I don't just name me beans. I know beans exist. All right. You can make a lot of things with beans. That's what we're saying. All right. That's what they name me. Name me a dish that has the edamame in it right now. Just name me the I dish. I mean, just the edamame. No, no. Dish. Name me the dish. Put with it this edamame. way: no one else is sitting down just eating, just unshelling black-eyed peas. I don't know. What about that nigga in the in the in, in the movie theater? <laughs> This nigga eating beans. <laughs> I am gonna, I'm gonna need the Japanese uh, translation to that. <laughs> so if anybody's watching, listening, whatever, please. I know who we need, bro. Oh, who do we need? Uh, we need Toasty Marshmallow to translate that for us. Yeah, please. That'd be the one. Somebody, toasty. somebody put us in connection with her so she can give us. If a you translation. can stitch this <laughs> and give us a translation for that, we'd be we forever need, in your debt. We need a translation of this nigga's eating beans, <laughs> please. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Look, we like to have fun here. We look, do like to have fun. We, we, look, I'm making you laugh, and somewhere, 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 somebody's like, "This nigga's kind." Of <laughs> and you know what? You can't be saying that, bro. All right. Well, you can do the edit. Matt put his timestamp. See, I did the yeah. John thing. Uh, somewhere, somewhere, somebody's probably thinking this guy is the funniest nigga on earth. You could a little off. Timeout. So we can we don't have to bleep out beep, but we have to bleep. <laughs> we can, we, can, we can keep nigga. This is crazy. Yeah. America. You're crazy. <laughs> you're, you're black. You're not mentally challenged. <laughs> what are you saying, John? Why are you laughing? Matt, why is he laughing? <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. <laughs> See that? Look at him. Look at him laughing at me. This is crazy. I've done nothing but be nice. Oh, my God. Oh, All boy. because I said you can't say. Maybe. <laughs> oh my god! This is gonna be even funnier. Are you gonna put the beeps in there? Because I feel like that that beeps would, always make. Do you funnier. want me to? Yes, please do. Right, it it makes it. it makes things funnier. Curse All words right. with beeps in front of it make it so much funnier. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it too. Matt, you got anything else to add? No, not right now. Yeah, Matt, are you looking forward to the next episode? No, I am. I, I'm just like not. I don't know. I feel not like engaged. It's yet. not your me? speed. To me, this is like a lot of plot. Whoa. Slow I burn. thought you liked the plot stuff. I do. Interesting. Okay. But I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not as connected to this right now. I think it's going to get good. Oh, yeah. All right. I, I think it's a cool story so far, but I'm not like psyched about it. Okay. I think, I think Matt won't be engaged yet until we get back. We get more like good dungeon stuff, more in the magical realm type. So I feel like that's when he's going to get re okay. engaged. Like how we were in the, uh, the forest. Of uh, what do you call? What was the show? I think Matt's an adventuring ass naysayer. Hell's oh, Paradise. Yeah, Hell's Paradise. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think Matt. Matt was really engaged when we got to the when we got inside the the woods. Matt is definitely an adventuring uh pause naysayer. Hey yo, Miles is a magical naysayer. Hey, <laughs> Matt's an adventuring naysayer. Oh man, John's right. a Guyanese naysayer. <laughs> now a funny naysayer. <laughs> Why is John the only one who is? Ethnicity became right. a personality trait. <laughs>
I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen this guy? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, that's it. That's all we got for y'all this week. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching on TikTok. Um, Scavengers of Rain should be back next week. ABC should be back next week. Episodes four through six will be covering. And uh, solo, solo leveling episode three will be out. It comes out like Fridays, I think. Um, so it'll be out. And uh, let's go Ravens. Catch me at the motherfucking bank. Catch y'all next week. I got ice in my veins. Walk like a champion, champion, champion. I'm so cold blooded. I fear nobody. Ain't no letting down. I won't let you down. Cause I got ice in my veins. I talk like a champion, like a champion.